Hi, welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Losanti. In 1962, he won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his incredible role as Bernardo in West Side Story. He's now written a great book called My West Side Story, a memoir. Our guest is George Chikiris. Stay with us. Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host uh, and actor, dancer, and singer George Chukiris joins me now. George is best known for his role as Bernardo, leader of the Sharks, in the 1961 film West Side Story, which earned him a Golden Globe and Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. George Chikiris is the son of Greek immigrants and a graduate of the American School of Dance. He started his acting and dancing career appearing in musicals such as Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, White Christmas, and There's No Business Like Show Business. In the late 1950s, George was cast as Riff, leader of the Jets, in the London production of West Side Story on stage. He was later chosen by Jerome Robbins to play Riff's arch-rival, Bernardo, in the 1961 theatrical release, West Side Story. Since then, he's appeared in dozens of plays and films and television shows before retiring in 1996. George recently released his memoir entitled My West Side Story, in which he talks about his life being in the 1961 musical West Side Story and what it was like to work with some iconic leading ladies, including Marilyn Monroe, Natalie Wood, and Rita Marino. George Chikiris is here with us today to talk about that and about the values that sustain and are most important to him. Joining me now, I'm very pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking, the great actor and dancer, George Chikiris. We are here talking to George Chikiris about his wonderful new book, oh. My West Side Story, mm -hmm. a memoir. And yeah. uh, George, thanks for coming on our program. Gosh, my pleasure. Thank you for letting I, me be here. I have so many wonderful questions. I think they're wonderful questions, but things about the book that I wanted to ask you about. Um, okay. So you see $9 on the floor of a store. You pick it up thinking this is going to be a blessing <laughs> to the family. And uh, and your mom says, take it back. It belongs yeah. to someone else. Yeah. The integrity that uh, is in your book when you talk yeah. about your mom and dad, where yeah. did they get it from? And how easy was it for you to become as much a person of integrity as they are? Well, I, I guess without realizing it, I was learning from them and and uh, you know they came my parents both my parents were from asia minor actually from turkey but uh, as greek people that were never supposed to say turkey right. uh, so we always say asia minor they were both from a, a greek village in turkey my father came to this country first with his parents and then when he was he came over when he was about 12 and when he was 20 uh, my grandfather went back to the old country to find two girls because there was my uncle as well so it was my father and my uncle two brothers right my grand my grandfather went back to the the old country we called it to find two girls to marry his two boys so that's what he that's what he did and um i love telling this story because i think it's, it's such a sweet story so my grandfather did that he went back to turkey and found two nice girls to marry his two boys and they made the trip over across the ocean and all of that and then they took the train to florida where my my grandfather was living and so they they were all meeting at the train station in florida for the very first time and i've often thought to myself my god these two young guys waiting to meet these girls and they're going to see them for the first time 
Um, but anyway, what my grandfather, my uh, my grandfather spoke Turkish fluently as well as Greek, and uh, so when they arrived at the train station, uh, my grandfather with the two girls to meet his sons, he, he said. This one is for you, and this one is for you. <laughs> and uh, that, so that's how they met. And uh, But they have this sort of glorious, um, I, I, I want to say simple, but I, I can't think of another word, but, but uncomplicated, I guess, background that made them. Right. Uh, I think it was more than that. I think it was inherent in just who they were as people. Uh, but uh, because my... My grandparents weren't quite as nice as my parents were. So uh, so my, my parents were pretty exceptional, I thought. And, and has it been hard for you, George, to be as honest, as much a man of integrity as they were? Mm, well, I hope not. <laughs> uh, I don't think, no, that's something that matters to me with across the board with everything I want I want just not my own behavior but other people as well uh and it's something I I notice uh I guess we all do um so no it was uh, it was just natural for me to yeah. follow in their footsteps so to speak George yeah. Jacquiris in his book My West Side Story uh is is interesting in that he talks about being a worrier a lot and and George anyone who's seen you both dancing in West Side Story and in other movies looks at you and they see they see confidence and talent and ability um when you have that much of a gift as you have where's the worry from oh i i you know i i think uh i think there's not a performer around who doesn't worry. <laughs> um, I, I think everybody gets concerned. They don't. You never see it. Uh, but in in the in, they overcome it uh, in rehearsals and preparing for for whatever it is they're doing. So they can they they get past it. But it doesn't mean that they don't worry. I think everybody does. Mm -hmm. uh, some people more than others. But uh, so but I don't remember. I, I've, I've uh, quote unquote worried about things. Uh, uh, a couple of I remember when I was playing Dracula in the West End, and that was a really uh, difficult step for to make because Dracula right. is such a big character. Um, uh, so I, in the rehearsal process, I worried uh, until I hopefully got there. But once I hopefully got there um you, you know when when you're on stage the worry disappears it has to disappear because you can't worry you have to do right, right you have right. to do the show yeah you know I, I years ago i did a charity fundraiser and my my guest of honor was uh, helen hayes and one of the questions someone asked her was you don't get nervous anymore right and she said i've never gotten out on stage when i wasn't uh, filled with nervous energy, but that's part of what makes the performance what it is. I mm. want to talk about another great actress that you may or may not have crossed paths, but you certainly have a culture with her. When we had Olympia Dukakis on the show, oh, God, uh, yes, 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 yes. wonderful lady, but she said, mm. uh, we were talking about the, because she was, you know, getting up in years, and I said, do you think about the life to come? And she said, I do, because she said, I was raised Greek Orthodox. She said, I know a lot about Greek culture, Greek tradition, Greek history, but not a whole lot about faith. Um, in your upbringing, was faith any part of the development in terms of sharing? Um, well, yeah. in, in the uh, organized sort of tr traditional sense, no. Uh, wherever we happen to be living in, we lived in Arizona, Florida, and back in Arizona again. And we we there was not a church in sight, so we were never <laughs> church. We were yeah. not church goers because of, we did, uh, didn't have access to a church. But um, I think in in our family, our faith 
uh, came, I can't remember, uh, from my mother. My, my mm. mother just inherently just somehow was blessed with, with faith. And, wow. um, and she was sort of the, uh, the, the rock. Uh, and the, I, I, I knew I, I, I didn't have to talk to her about it, but just, just knowing that she was there was, was uh, reassuring. And, and uh, so, uh, and, and I'm, I'm with the Olympia in a way because I, I, I don't know much about faith myself, except that I know we all need it. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, and I suppose, uh, I, I think people who uh, follow any sort of organized religion, and if it gives them some kind of faith, I think, well, good, then it's, then it serves its purpose, you know? Yeah. Um, but um I'm, uh, no, that's good, George. George, there's a. I remember even the page because I was so struck by it. I want to share it with our bereavement groups. Page 139 is where you talk about the shock and the loss of your dad, and uh, and and the real recognition that he's not coming back, and that this man you love so much is yeah. gone. Uh, it's just yeah. a, a great testament to all, what we all go through when we lose people we love. Um, when, when you go through something like that, uh, does it shake your faith? No, it didn't. I, don't, I, I didn't even think about that somehow it, with everything that was going on. You, you just deal with other things, things that practical things have to, uh, we have to do when we lose someone, um, services and all of that. Uh, but uh, no, it, it, it didn't. Uh, I, but for me, uh, I, I wish my faith were a little bit more solid just for myself at this stage of the game. Uh, because, and that's why I sometimes envy people who have faith, no matter how they happen to have it, because mm-hmm. it, it, it really, it does help. It does help you get through the day, so to speak. Yeah. Well, knowing yeah. how much you love your parents, you know, as a, a person who believes in the life to come, I, I'm uh, praying, George, that you're going to meet them face to face again in, in heaven. And speaking, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of yeah. the, the, the goodness of your heart. Uh, well, and I, I see that you're a man of faith, you know, come yeah. on, so I'm talking to someone who knows something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying anyway. Every day is, yeah. is another challenge. Yeah. In, in his yeah. book, My West Side Story, George Jahiris also does something that I was struck by because I, I think we think of people sometimes in Hollywood as a, a bit self-absorbed. But George decides after his father dies that he's going to get a home, buy a home, and not only have a home, but it's not for him. It's for his mom and for his siblings. Um, tell me about the decision that went into taking care of your family and why there is that generosity of heart that you have, George, that makes you say, it's not just, I'm not just here for me. I've got to be here for other people, too. Yeah. Well, uh, again, I just think that comes uh, inherently from from my, my parents uh, uh, and who they were. They were always very, I mean, mm. uh, they, they took such beautiful care of us, all of us. I, I really was a, a loving home. Uh, we, we had dinner together. We spoke together. I mean, no television, no radio, nothing. We were with each other. And uh, I look back on that and I just really appreciate that that time with my parents and with the family. And so it was an, it was a natural, I didn't even have to think about it. It was a, a, a very natural thing to do. Okay. George Chakiris played, as he mentioned, on the West End in London, uh, Dracula. And down the road a piece in London, another actor was playing Dracula, too. I mentioned that because the other actor went on to write a book that I I read a couple of years ago, and it was uh, filled with lots of nastiness about every co-star he ever knew. I mentioned that because your book, George, and I hope Uh for uh, people who read it, they get to pick up the flavor of uh, goodness, kindness, tolerance, you obviously made a choice because everybody knows stuff about people, but you made yeah. a choice to go with the positive and not the negative. Again, what is it in you, George, that says, I don't want to be one more gossipy, nasty book about people. I want to go positive. You made yeah. a decision. How come? Well, I, I, I've never appreciated what I call uh, 
curiosity. Interest is is nice, but I don't like curiosity because yeah. I think it it uh, um, it doesn't lead people down a very good path when, when they're uh, talking about other people as well. And it's yeah. just it's too easy. Uh, right, right. Yeah, I, I, that that has been a, not just in the book, but that's a choice with me. Generally, in in life, I don't like that kind of curiosity about people. We all know things about people, but I don't like to pass it on and because yeah. it, it's uh, it, it, no, it, it's and, and there's not a person around who doesn't have uh, great qualities that we can talk about instead of something else. Well, related to your goodness, George, there's a. I was struck by a couple of things. There are two people that offered challenging moments to you, Hal Prince, the producer, director, and also <laughs> a, a good friend of ours, uh, Elaine Stritch. Uh, we, had <laughs> Elaine, we had Elaine on a bunch of times, but mm. there, was, there was a time when I had her for a TV show and I had also, um, uh, uh, who's the fellow who played Frank, Franklin Roosevelt so often? Oh, Edward Herman, the actor. And oh. at, at one point she demanded of him uh, that he give her his hat and he did. And I said to him, why would you do that? And he said, I'm terrified of her. She, you don't want to cross Elaine Stritch. Anyway, I mentioned all that because she was sometimes terrifying. You find a way to overlook the challenging parts of her personality and to celebrate the good. Yeah. Again, is that is that ability in you, George, the ability to overlook a lot or to forgive a lot, something that comes natural or do you have to work at it? Well, I think it does come naturally with, with Elaine. Uh, it, was, it was so easy because she, <laughs> she, she was a, she's such a lovely person. She's yes. uh, uh, she cares about people. She's she's uh, uh, genuine. She's she's sympathetic. She's kind, uh, and she she doesn't uh, Elaine. Uh, never sort of gossiped around people. Uh, <laughs> she was always kind of in her. Ob- she had a great observation of people, but she was always uh, generous and and uh, and good about it. Uh, and and Elaine, because I had you know before I met her and was uh, sort of rehearsal, I had heard a couple of stories. That was not the person I met uh, wow. and spent a year with. No, she she was. Uh, nothing like that at all. She wasn't uh, drinking, none of that. She was generous, and, and she was so fantastic to spend time with yeah, on and off the stage. You know, I think uh, if if people reacted to you that well, George, it might have been that you had an inviting and kind heart, and they responded yeah. in kind. You know, yeah. we did a, that TV show I mentioned with Elaine. Uh, the hour leading up to our taping, she was a, a nightmare for all the technicians. So as soon as we went on, <laughs> my first question to her was, Elaine, before we started the show, you were a nightmare to everybody in the studio. Why? And she said, because I am terrified of life all the time. And she went into talking about her alcoholism and all the rest. But uh, it's interesting. You obviously brought out in her the ability to just be the best Elaine she could be. Good for you, yeah. George. All right. Let's, <laughs> okay. let's, talk, let's talk about money. I think people would think that anyone who's yeah. in, in the movies must be incredibly rich. So I want to share with you that, uh, again, another good friend of ours was the actress Patricia Neal, who uh, oh, yes. in 1963 yeah. won an Oscar for HUD. And I yeah. said to her, so did you make a fortune? She said, for that part, I got paid $15,000. Okay. Um, things yeah. have gotten better now, George, for actors and stuff. But for you, yeah. uh, were those those days gravy train or did you really have to work to make ends meet? Uh, well, I, you know, once I got lucky and, and uh, uh, after West Side Story and then I was I was making I don't remember how much money, but with a good amount of money per, per film. But uh, I've, 
Unfortunately, I never paid any real attention to money. I'm still not good with it. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, it, I, I suppose I, I took it for granted. Uh, so when I was making good money, I, I, I wasn't as smart as I should have been. Uh-huh. So I, 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 I don't regret that because, uh, well, I guess I do regret it a bit, but because uh, it's nice to uh, not, not not think about money ever again. Uh, right. But uh, so, again, we, we, I've, I've never been, I, I'm not proud to say this, but I, I, I'm just, even now I try and I'm fairly sensible with money, mm-hmm. but it just isn't something that, you know, comes to my mind uh, at the drop of a hat, I, I I still kind of take it for granted. George, you know, in the book, it's very clear. My West Side Story, uh, you worked an awful lot. You had a lot of good parts. You were a working actor, to be sure. But like any actor, there are down times when parts aren't there. What did you do with the off time? Oh, well, uh, 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 that's a, I love that question. You know, uh, as a dancer, uh, um, one, one of the things that was important to me and all, most dancers was uh, any off time, you, uh, uh, you didn't uh, let a day go by without taking class. Mm. So uh, taking a dance class, and that t- took up a few hours every day, just wow. getting there and doing the class and so on. So off time was was occupied by continuing to work and taking class because uh, it just felt wonderful to do it. And again, um, uh, just not physically, but there's there's something about uh, uh, emotionally, I guess I can say, that that is fulfilling about exercise we all know that exercise endorphins and all that really does help us our state of mind and and, it, and of course it really does but that wasn't my reason for doing it. it's just uh being my first um, the first thing i studied uh, uh took a class in was was a ballet a dance class mm-hmm. and so i guess i don't know if i've had a quote-unquote dance i don't even know what a dancer's mentality is but uh so um so off time I never had a problem with off time. I was never, no, I was never um, think, oh my God, what am I doing? I, I never had, I was never concerned about that. It was just an, another phase of things. And, and it was, um, I, I never had a problem dealing with quote unquote off time. Uh, uh, and I was relatively busy anyway. Mm-hmm. But again, I kind of appreciated off time, I suppose. George Chakira said, there are many reasons to like you. You're a wonderful man, but I'm going to give you a reason to hate you. Uh, most, of, <laughs> <laughs> most of my parishioners who are in their 80s are uh, carrying a substantial bit of extra weight. Anyone looking at you right now on our show would notice that you are not. So no. what is the key? What's the, what's the secret to staying in shape uh, into your eighth decade? <laughs> well, uh, you know, this past year, because of, of COVID, you couldn't get to the gym. Uh, but uh, so I've, I've just now started back to the gym a bit. So it's still continuing uh, to exercise to some degree. Mm. And also, um, uh, I'm not a, a big eater. I, I don't eat a lot of food. And, and, and so and I, I feel more, most comfortable when I'm haven't eaten a lot of food. Uh, so I, I think I've kept my weight. I, I just, I'm not, I don't try to keep my weight down. It's just, just what happens with, with my habits as they are. Um, but so, uh, I, it's, it's, it's something that comes naturally to me and I never quote unquote work for. Uh, and also I you know, my, my, my father passed away too early, but my mother was 100 and almost 104. Ah. So, I, so I have, I suppose, I luckily have good genes on that side. And maybe, and she was amazing she, in so many ways, in every way. Uh, but um, so, uh, 
I, I think it's just that and, and, and being a pretty simple person too. I'm not, I think of myself as not complicated enough most of the time, <laughs> uh, but, um, but it, it, I, I think everything is uh, not everything, but many, most things are, uh, many things are a state of mind. And, uh, but, but in, in terms of uh, weights and that kind of thing, I've, I've, I've always been pretty much okay. You know, George, when we finish this program today, I'm going to go down the hall. I'm caretaker for my uh, 100-year-old mom. I'm going to tell her about your 104-year-old mom and give her great hope that there's always a possibility for going on and on. I want to go to something else that's a sensitive topic, but uh, I'm sure you've been asked it before. Uh, We're living in this age where people feel someone can't play a role unless they are ethnically or culturally or color-wise that particular person in the movie or or play, um, which would mean that a good... Greek slash Turkish background guy would probably not be playing Bernardo today. Um, do you have a point of view on that? And, and I'll tell you, I'll, I'll lay in front of you that my feeling always has been that an actor is an actor, that you should be able to play anything. And uh, yeah. so you, you, it's just interesting to me. I wondered as a guy who won an Academy Award for playing a Latino who probably wouldn't have had a chance to do that today, what your thoughts are on that. Well, I, 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 I'm sorry that everything is so politicized. Uh, I, I mean, for, I, I can think of a, a beautiful examples of people who've been cast uh, other than what they are uh, ethnically themselves. Uh, Anthony Quinn, yeah. a Mexican actor who plays Zorro the Greek. Who else could have played that role? And I can nobody. So uh, I think that to me, the unfortunate part of what's going on now is that, you know, everything should be creative uh, and and somebody casting a film shouldn't be locked into. I think they should have the freedom to cast that role as they feel it should be cast uh, and who they have access to. Uh, And I I think it's a shame that uh, um, we're overemphasizing this, this need to be politically correct. It's good that we pay attention to that, of course, but uh, I I think in as as artists and as people creating something, mm-hmm. um, it's nice if people don't have, have to um, think of that aspect as well in, t- in terms of getting the job done, so to speak. I, I like mm-hmm. it when there's no, there are no restrictions, basically. You know, uh, I'm glad you used the example of Anthony Quinn. That's a great one. I just presumed he was Greek after I saw his over the Greek. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and and he's not the he's not the only example. There are many other examples like that. So uh, if we just go back and look at history, we'll see that what we're asking of people to do today is is uh, is is not always reasonable. You know. Yeah. Uh, a, a quick story. I was uh, next to Anthony Quinn once at a dinner and uh, he was 82 at the time and I had a two year old child. So I okay. said to him, I said, does it worry you at all that you'll probably never live long enough to see your child grow up? And he said that this is a sign of a strong, healthy ego. He said, oh, I, I will not live long enough to see him grow up. But for the rest of his life, my son can say, I am the son of Anthony Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so, <laughs> a strong sense of himself, a strong sense yes. of himself. Um, George, let me ask you this, too, because it's intriguing to me. As anyone reads your book, My West Side Story, will see that you really did go from part to part. You worked a lot. But I have to believe that in a long career, there were parts that you knew you were perfect for that you didn't get. When something didn't work out, when you faced a disappointment or rejection, how does George Takiris deal with disappointment? 
Well, I, I just, you know, it, it's uh, it's not difficult to, to deal with disappointments if you're just uh, realistic about what is, what is going on. Uh, I think there are times we, we would like to be cast in a, in a certain kind of role, but we get, if, it's, uh, if something else happens and someone else gets that role, you can see why people made that choice. So, choice. so it's, it's not... Uh, it's not a, a, a it's, it's nothing against anyone uh and uh it's, i don't think it's anything to be concerned about it's just what we all know happens in the business so to right. speak you know sometimes we get something and sometimes you don't you know george you identify in the book uh, you very clearly you say you are an introvert and yet anyone seeing you act with uh, that particular dynamic that you have that great charisma would say, wait a second, he's a public person. How can a public person be an introvert? So can you explain to our listeners and watchers, George, how it's possible to be both a very public person, but also personally an introvert? Well, you know, I, 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 I maybe introvert isn't, isn't the, the right word, but I can think of uh, 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 Marilyn Monroe, just for, uh, as an example. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, we talk about this in the book, but uh, I mean, I think she, I think she possibly was an introvert. Uh, she was very quiet, and, and so uh, so there was nothing. Uh, but on uh, on on screen when she was working, of course she came. She uh, she had to, she did what she had to do. But I think most people, most performers are are maybe they're not introverts, but I don't think they're not necessarily extroverts. Uh, that's some you know if you really in your heart really love something, acting, singing, dancing, whatever it is, and that's something you want to do. The love of that uh, takes over and and gives you the courage to be. Uh, to uh, come to the uh, come to the table and do what you have to do, in spite of being uh, a quiet or a reserved kind of person. Uh, yeah, it, because it does seem like a, a, a contradiction, doesn't it? If if somebody says I'm an introvert or I'm shy or I'm quiet, and, and then they get up on the stage and or in a film and, and do something, uh, but it's it's not. I think I think most people come from a place that, uh, that's similar to that. Most people. You know, in George Shakiris' book, he says, uh, there's a great line where he says, I guess people talk to me because I'm a, a good listener. People say I'm a good listener. Uh, so I appreciate, especially, George, you're coming on a program like this where you don't get to listen a lot. You get to answer the questions, which I know is maybe not your natural disposition, but you, you've done it so well today as you've done it in other interviews. And most importantly, you've put it together in writing in this wonderful book, uh, My West Side Story by George Shakiris. I want to thank you for coming on our program. I want to thank you for a lifetime of, of acting and dancing. And, and just thank you, too, for the gifts, obviously planted by wonderful parents of goodness, faith, humility, care yeah, for yeah. others. Uh, you're yeah. a good man, George. Thank you. They're coming from you, that's, that's, that's very <laughs> yeah. nice. I, I believe in heaven, and, and because I believe in heaven, I'm pretty sure I'll definitely, oh, you'll be up there. I'm hoping okay. I'll be up there with you. George, thanks again <laughs> for everything. As we end today's program, I want to thank you all for being with us. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach me at personallyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. To go see past episodes of our show, go to YouTube and search under Personally Speaking with Monsignor Gimelsanti. And don't forget to click like and subscribe. Personally Speaking is also available as a podcast on personallyspeakingpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Or for past shows, go to www.closeencountertv.com. Click on the radio button at the top of the page. You can also get our shows at www.ollmp.org. Uh, and also get a weekly homily from Monsignor Jim. Personally Speaking is also on Facebook at Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Asante. And we're also now on Instagram at Personally Speaking Podcast. 
Personally Speaking is made possible because of the support of so many of you. Thank you for your help and support. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.